0: listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White.
1: Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White. Joining me today, as always, is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing today? I am well. I am well. And this is the first
2: and probably it doesn't happen very often that um, we're going to have a guest on today that it sounds like we share the last name. Right. Uh, So, I don't know. I feel like I just. We should maybe tell people in advance that it's not a relative. It's not a plant. <laughs> um, yeah. We didn't just call your uncle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. We didn't run out of guests that, no, uh,
1: that quickly. That quickly. No, it'll it'll happen eventually. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. But <laughs> but uh, joining us today is uh, John Perry. John is the chief marketing and communications officer at Power Digital within GE Power, and uh, John works. In terms of marketing, all of the software and pieces that power the GE Power hardware—it's it, incredibly interesting, and I'm really excited to have him on the show.
2: I think he's going to be able to introduce it way better than you did. <laughs> John, why don't you, John, welcome to the Cooler Ring. Uh, tell us about you and what you do at GE
3: Power. Thanks, guys. Um, really glad to be here, and um, that was a very good introduction. But I can add a little more color and detail. Uh, yeah, you bet. Um, So I work in marketing for Power Digital, which is the software division supporting um, GE Power. GE Power is in the business of supporting the electricity industry, uh, really through the full life cycle of the electricity industry from generation to transmission to distribution. So source, um, coal plants, gas plants, nuclear plants, um, renewable energy all the way through the wires that lead into homes and businesses. So source to socket and all of that needs to be managed by, um, software and automated, um, digital today. Um, and that's really what we do.
2: This is uh, now, uh, Jeff, uh, a bit of a tangent. I don't know. Is a turducken a Nova Scotian thing? <laughs> I, I don't think so.
1: I think I think it reaches
2: but beyond
3: John, do you know order. what a turducken I is? Do I do know what a turducken is, and as, okay. a, as a vegetarian, I rear back from the turducken. <laughs> um, well, it seems
2: like you do not of... like the comparison there, but I just think... <laughs> I really feel um, in our in our prep for for today's episode that really what you're living through when it comes to the notion of digital transformation is a bit of a no, turduck. There's, there's transformation on a number of different levels happening. There's a lot going on in this space. Um, uh, there's there's so much change on the on the consumer side of electricity. There is this blending of of consumers also becoming the generators of electricity and becoming more knowledgeable consumers of it. Um, there's a, an undeniable political climate surrounding it all that uh, that, that, that is, is undeniable. Um, and, and then, of course, buyers, uh, utility buyers themselves are changing. Um, it must be a fascinating space to be involved in.
3: It really is. Uh, I am um, really blessed to be working in the power space and in the digital end of the power space at a time when um, there is really nothing more relevant, I think, um, to this business and this industry than digital and, um, and the way that digital can solve some of the complications and challenges that you're talking about. The electricity industry really did not change significantly for a hundred years. Um, it, what it did was it grew and it became more efficient, um, but the grid has been with us. It's really, the grid is the largest um and most um, complex machine that has been in continuous operation, um, really <laughs> since inception. Um, I know it sounds it sounds like almost a, a silly thing to say, but the grid is kind of like a giant machine that we have continually tinkered with and expanded um, as the demand for and um, the the need for electricity has grown. Um, but beyond that. Um, the, the principle of generating electricity through spinning turbines, um, through coal coal plants and gas plants, and and then later through um, renewables, um, that didn't change. You generated you generated electricity through plants, you transmitted electricity through um, the wires that that carried it across the country, um, the grid itself, and then you delivered it. Uh, Changed voltage at substation, delivered it to uh, in a usable form to businesses and to consumers. Um, What did change was the demand grew steadily, um, so there was always an increasing expanding marketplace for folks in the utility business. And we got more efficient with some of the things that we used to deliver it and to uh, carry it across the country. In the last five years, all of that has changed. And I think the utility buyers that we work with today, who've been in the business for a long time, many of them 20, 30 years, um, are, are really working in a business that they never would have predicted, that would have been unrecognizable to them um, when they started. Um, and that's, that's, that's a remarkable thing to say about an industry. It's still here, it's still as essential as ever, and it has, it's really changed to be almost unrecognizable. When I say that, what I'm talking about is the introduction of renewable um, resources. Distributed energy resources is what we say in the in the business, DERS, um, and the introduction of more hydro, wind, um, and now the explosion of solar has meant that suddenly there are sources and producers entering into that balancing act that the utilities have had to do on the grid for so many years um, that they never expected. And they're also not the same kind of um, sources that they dealt with in the past. So in the past, you spun up power when you needed it, you turned on the plant, you turned the plant down when you didn't need it. But here we have uh, this incredibly powerful um, sources of of energy, um, the sun, um, the wind, that we can't rely on um, and that we can't control, right? So if the wind stops blowing for a week um, when it's been blowing heavily for the week before. You've got a sudden variable source of power. Same thing with people come home from work. The lights, uh, the the sun is is down. Um, lights need to come on um, just when you need it the most. And storage as a um, as a solution um, is essential in an environment of DERS, of this renewable energy um, because of the variability of the source. But storage has not had its magic bullet moment. Um, We continue to make incremental advances with storage, but storage remains, um, I would say, uh, at a pace a, a step or two behind um, where distributed energy needs it to be so it's a it's a time of challenge it's a time of change um, but it's also a time of huge opportunity
2: it's funny because I, I i can i can all i can kind of imagine some some marketers listening right now and they they may be thinking this is fascinating as hell but i don't know what it has to do with my day-to-day mm-hmm. life as a marketer yeah. just to connect the dots i think it's i think it's so directly related because it's, you know can, it, it, we're talking about a, a, a notion where consumers have more information mm-hmm. than they've had before because of their being more informed they come to the table with a different expectations they demand more from their relationships with utilities Um, And that that distributed power production, if you will, seems to me, um, pun intended somewhat, that it changes the power dynamics of the relationship between um, the consumers and the utilities that serve them. And I think all of those things that I just mentioned, you could say the same thing about the buyers of almost anything these days.
3: That's true. That's true. Uh, Customers, uh, all of us are are, uh, utility customers, right? We don't really have a choice um, unless we live off grid and in the woods. Um, And so you're not hearing this podcast. Um, (laughs) um, We are all customers of the utility industry. We all plug into the same internet. We all have the same experiences as consumers that have changed our relationships with the service providers in our lives, right? We expect more communication. We expect more transparency. um, We expect um, reliability, better service, all of those things. So expectations for our utility customers, customers have changed. So how we help them with digital solutions that actually make them better at keeping power on, at at being resilient when outages happen, at communicating with customers, uh, at um, keeping customers informed real time. All of those things are managed by digital solutions. So we have answers for that changing power dynamic between our utility customers and their own customers, for sure. At the same time, our customers come to us um, and they are facing all of this change. Um, they're facing an environment in which they always basically held, held the keys to production, right? They, they held um, production in their hands. They decided, um, you know, how much energy they were going to consume and push out based on load and demand. And um, and today they are just, they are big players, but they are players in a much more complicated market. There are people out there aggregating Um, energy that is being created by consumers um, who are acting as prosumers with with solar panels on their roof. Suddenly aggregators are in the mix. There is a kind of an energy buying market that um, is a lot like um, any other commodity trading. It happens in real time. um, And um, you need digital solutions in order to be able to be on top of that Um, kind of energy trading experience so that's another space in which you know digital plays a huge huge role Um, what what as marketers we need to do um, in this space is help our customers our utility customers our our customers in the power sector um, see a way forward um, feel confident um, that we have a vision that is both um, really forward looking in an environment of rapid change but also deeply rooted in real outcomes, right? Real outcomes that are being delivered today. So they have the confidence, as a lot of people are surrounding them talking about, we can fix this, we can fix this with software, software is the answer to everything. They they need to hear from us that um, we not only have software, we have deep domain expertise. We've been doing this for a hundred years. Um, uh, you know, it's it's right there in our name. We started the electricity business ourselves with Thomas Edison and Pearl Street. So we know the business, but we also know software. And we've made some smart acquisitions along the way that have made us really good at managing this stuff digitally. So they need to hear that from us. There has to be a, a strong message of We get it. We're out in front of it. We're right there with you. um, And we are delivering outcomes today. But they also need to hear from us that we can help them with that relationship that we talked about. So they are our customers. We understand their customers. And we want to help them um, maintain and evolve and really, um, really benefit from on both sides, mutually, that customer, that changing customer dynamic that they're experiencing.
0: Slash sample ABM. I find it
2: really, I mean, almost uh, it's hard. It'd be hard to identify a, a company um, that could um, uh, stand as an example of this more than GE in some way. Of I mean, GE has just, as you just stated, has been a, been around for a very long time and effectively invented the space. So with that can come a lot of authority in the sale. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, you're facing a, an industry that's uh, facing a lot of shakeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm assuming there must be some newer players entering uh, as that uh, the space as well. I just, I'm curious about that dynamic between um, uh, kind of, uh, I guess, uh, weighing on your experience and, and using that as a, a, a way of, of commanding presence in the marketplace uh, and contrasting that with um, you know customers maybe questioning are you nimble enough to uh, to to deal with this the, the new situation that we're being uh, presented
3: sure to. sure and that i think is really where we have to um, we have to rely on a proven outcomes, proven delivery. I mean, I I don't want anybody to take, um, what we're selling on faith. Um, I don't want anybody to, I don't want to tread, um, on, uh, purely on reputation. Um, I want to be able to say, look, um, what we are suggesting, um, you consider and that you do, um, is actually already happening. We have customers who are who are achieving the outcomes you're looking for today. So I'm very, when I talk to my, my marketing team, I'm very, very um, cautious and eager for them to only step forward when we feel confident that we can back up what we're talking about with real world examples um, achieved today. I'm a huge fan of Amazon. I feel like Amazon does um, does this very well. They will work on something inside the house um, and um, and not start talking about it until they know it's really going to work, until they know they have pilot customers on or, or users on it, um, and that they've really come up with something amazing. Then they step outside and they say, oh, by the way, you know, this is something we've been working on for the last six months, three years, whatever, um, and we just wanna share it with you. I love that model of really doing the due diligence, of really proving the, the pilot, of proving the use case, um, and then stepping out. I've been in other situations as a marketer where we've gotten way over our skis, we've been really, really good at, at what we do, marketing, um, and then the, the, the product can't deliver. And that is the, the last thing I wanna do in a space that is as um, crucial Um, that has, uh, you know, that is as world changing, frankly, as the power space. I mean, um, without power, um, everything that we do grinds to a halt. And um, so the the stakes are very high. Our customers are playing and we want to recognize that our customers are playing in a space that is um, that is so crucial, so fundamental um, that we have to take that very seriously. And I, you know, our buyers tend to be, and the industry as a whole, tends to be a fairly conservative one for the best possible reasons and in the best possible way, because they take very seriously what they do. Um, their investments are scrutinized because of regulation and everything else. Um, there's a lot of transparency over what they what they can and they can't invest in, CapEx, OPEX, etc. depending on where you are and what part of the world you're in. Um, many of them are only allowed, because of where they are, to be in one part of that um, Generation, transmission, distribution um, equation—it's um, split up. Other parts of the world, it's together. So we have to really understand and, and know all of those dynamics as marketers, and give a give not only a a, um, a narrative, a customer experience that's credible, but that's really that's really rooted in in um, in achieved outcomes today.
2: I think that's really great advice because I was, you know, I, I had written on my list of things for us to, to potentially explore here is this leadership position that you assume, you know, and trying to kind of unpack that and understand how, um, it, you know, how 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 uh, customers, um, uh, I guess, react to, to that and, and and how it plays in the market when you're you're trying to push a a, a vision that can sometimes seem uh, you know maybe a bit out there or what have you so the notion of 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 only uh, kind of doing that insofar as we've already have some uh, proven test cases and, and kind of taking right. having that disciplined approach that's something that a lot of marketers in a lot of spaces could, to, could, could learn from
1: yeah I, and and it's you spoke of amazon as an example of somebody else that does that i mean it's kind of like the exact opposite of the Google and their approach is to kind of develop these things in the wild right? and, and right. release the product without really having fully tested it and let the consumers kind of have at it as they're beginning to market it all at the same time. And, you know, we've all seen dozens and dozens of Google initiatives kind of fold under right? because they weren't fully kind of understood or, or uh, you know, properly uh, tested out before hitting the market.
3: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's a kind of the difference between kind of, uh, sort of open source um, uh, co-development and um, uh, waiting until you're ready for prime primetime, um, if you will. And, um, and I think that there are probably dozens of things that Amazon has tried to enter or played with or thought about um, that we've never heard about um, for just that reason. It's a, it's a, It's a paradigm difference, and I think we have to be much closer to the Amazon um, side than to the Google side. And I understand the differences uh, that uh, different markets allow um, in terms of kind of transparency risk experimentation. Um, This is not a space in which we can be kind of um, experimenting with our customers.
1: Yeah, there's no, there's no place to be flippant here. Yeah, <laughs> power. That's right. D- despite the the issues we've had with you know with the grid in this province. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's salt in the air. Look at that. The power's gone. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, there's no place in Nova Scotia, Canada, that where you can be more than I think it's 53 kilometers from the ocean. So yeah. salt in the air is a perennial thing, uh, and apparently it causes issues with our grid. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm curious about. Um, uh, you mentioned about the the utility uh, industry being uh, conservative and conservative for a reason. Having spent a number of years working in the space myself, I, I very much agree with that. Um, uh, and I'm so therefore I, I'm curious to uh, learn more about what you're experiencing as this industry is being shaken up. And there's my guess is a bit of a generational change in the buyers as mm-hmm. well. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, how is the how how is that changing how they want to? Uh, the relationship that they want to have with GE power?
3: That's an interesting question. Uh, I think the the makeup of the um, electricity industry workforce is definitely changing. Um, and there is, there is a need to capture kind of the tribal knowledge um, as there is kind of generational turnover. It, it also means that the expectations of... Um, the utility buyers that we encounter are changing as well so for instance um, i I will tell you that we are working very hard on um, what we call brilliant ui and ux for our applications and for our portfolio of software um, precisely because that is an expectation that um, people have today Um, particularly younger people in the workforce, Um, I I expect the things that I use to do my job to be as good or as easy or as intuitive as um, my iPhone. And, um, and, and that was not true, you know, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago at all. Um, so there are definitely changing expectations that we have to respond to, um, as, you know, as a partner and as a vendor to the utility space, we have been, um, in the process of, um, changing our, portfolio of software over the last year. We call it the digital energy portfolio. And um, the portfolio itself, um, just in terms of what we've done as marketers, um, has been brought together, it has been rationalized, and it has been, um, you know, um, kind of branded in a much more consistent and um, uh, kind of compelling way. By us over the last year, precisely to respond to the expectations of utility of a utility uh, buyer that that wants to see an end-to-end software portfolio, right? That wants to see um, ease of integration. That wants um, containerized modular applications um, that are simple to um, integrate and then to upgrade. Um, that wants that regular. Um, that, that wants that brilliant UI UX. Um, et cetera, et cetera, um, as well as the kind of the technological elements that are crucial for enterprise-wide digital solutions, so like common data fabric and and those kinds of things. So all of that has been part of what we've been doing from an engineering, from a customer uh, delivery, and from a marketing perspective, really, is saying um, we have a we have a vision, we have a modern, modular approach to software, we have a unified and, um, and um, end-to-end streamlined portfolio. Um, and all of that is kind of table stakes, I think, to, um, to really serve this market and serve the needs of what our customers are trying to do, which is really enterprise-wide digital transformation.
2: It's interesting to think of that as just table stakes, you know. That's a lot like of work, t- right,
3: to get to the table. Yeah. Well,
1: no, <laughs> kidding. Exactly I, mean, right. I mean, even if you're looking at companies that purely develop software. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking of HubSpot as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's taken them ten years to get to the point where they're a platform. Right. And not just us, you know, a few different pieces of software that are interconnected in a in a you know less integrated sort of way i mean you, the what you're even talking about i'm sure you know the expectation now is that it doesn't just connect with everything and work beautifully and and is easy to use but also has apis for integration exactly. yeah. applications and, yeah. and kind of developing something that can communicate across yeah. the globe yeah i mean that that's not what you probably were expecting to do you know um with Thomas Edison. That's right. And and
3: I don't think that's what we were expecting to do five or 10 years ago, um, even though we were in the software business at the time. I mean, we have had to evolve with the software business in the same way that our customers have had to evolve with the electricity industry. Um, Same kind of rapid pace of change. And we talk about that as marketers, right? Um, We are transforming and we're in the transformation business ourselves. Um, Obviously, GE has stayed in business for 130 years because um, it has continuously evolved um, with the marketplace. And some of our evolutions have been. challenging i mean there's no question about it but but that's what what our customers are experiencing and i think they see that mirrored and that's certainly a message that we've tried to convey as marketers we're in this business together we've taken this journey ourselves we can help you take the journey um so
2: What's it like, uh, being on the software side in an organization that makes big honking hardware?
3: I think it's, I think it is dynamite. I I started out and I grew up in enterprise software in Silicon Valley. I worked for big enterprise software companies. Um, and, um, and I loved that business and I, I, you know, it makes sense to me. I believe in digital solutions. I believe in automation, um, But there is a point at which after you've sold General Ledger and Financials and um, HCM and CRM and SCM, um, the story kind of ends, right? You go back to the customer um, to talk about the ROI that they've achieved um, by going to an integrated um, enterprise-wide stack. Um, But that's kind of the end of the story. What I love about GE is that the story extends to um, MRIs, to um, airplanes that we all ride in, to the lights that we turn on in our homes, um, and um, to the electrification of, you know, schoolhouses in Africa, and and I mean, it is a story that is all about impact in the world. Um, so it's this kind of digital pull through um, that has real meaning and real power for me as a marketer. Um, I'm I'm tend to be kind of um, uh, Mission-driven, um, and so this has been an ideal assignment.
2: That's uh, you, you know, I, I I I hesitate in some ways to end the conversation because I want to keep it going, but I feel like that's about the best place to end it. <laughs> uh, so I I think with that, John, I'm I'm going to thank you for joining us on on the Cooler Ring today. It's been a, a fascinating conversation. I've really enjoyed the exploration.
3: Thank you. It's been a great great topic and a great. T- Discussion. I appreciate it. All the best. Thanks, John. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at slash The Cooler Ring. That's K U L A slash The Cooler Ring.